Support for this podcast and the following message come from Internet Essentials from Comcast. Connecting more than 6 million low-income people to low-cost, high-speed Internet at home. So students are ready for homework, class, graduation, and more. Now they're ready for anything. So, Bob, tell me, uh, what's the state of Americana music these days? You you went to Americana Fest. You must know now. I know, because every time I go to Americana Fest, you know, Americana Fest is a festival of music. It's sort of country-based music, mm-hmm. uh, lots of good storytelling songs and stuff. Yep. And uh, it this, emanates, this it happens in Nashville, in Nashville Tennessee, yeah. you know, and so you think the South, you think country. And I have found the best Australian bands ever. In, <laughs> whenever you in, go whenever to I Nashville, go there. yeah. Uh, but this year I didn't do that. This year I, I found the best Acadian Canadian artist. Acadian Canadian? <laughs> well, she's an, uh, an Acadian, oh, like, uh, like, you know, who were related to the Cajun population, and, um, but she lives in Canada. And her name is Lisa LeBlanc. Lisa LeBlanc. I don't know what it is, but I wind up not discovering the locals, but I wind up discovering people from about as far away as imaginable. Yeah. Uh, so I walked into this room. Uh, again, like many music festivals, uh, lots of different spaces become places for uh, for bands to play. And walked in and saw uh, this woman, Lisa LeBlanc. And two things with Lisa. One is that uh, she's a great storyteller. I'm going to play a song that's called 5,748 Kilometers. It's like one of those Courtney Barnett moments where she's telling you a story and mm-hmm. you know she's telling it right to you. And, yeah. and, there, and it's funny. And then she bashes into this punk rage banjo picking song after it. So, punk banjo. <laughs> that, punk I mean, banjo rage. <laughs> kind of, yeah. So let me go ahead. I've talked a lot. Let me go ahead and play uh, Lisa LeBlanc and I'm going to play uh, this song. 5,748 km kilometers. If you don't stop to pee too much It's probably the dumbest idea that I've ever had But I love you, yes I really do That's a lot of writing about your day And sending letters by pigeon That's a lot of I miss you's And I wish you were here's A lot of X's on the calendar And X's for kisses life of hellos and a life of goodbyes It's probably the dumbest idea that I've ever had But I love you, yes I really do
crazy or just plain stupid But God, it feels good, my God, it feels nice Just try to enjoy it without thinking too much I don't know, just go with the flow It's probably the dumbest idea that I've ever had But I love you, yes I This straight. You're in Vancouver and I'm in New Brunswick. That makes 5,748 kilometers. We're talking two different oceans, four time zones apart. Seven hour plane ride plus connections. A six day drive if you don't stop to pee too much. It's probably the dumbest idea that I've ever had, but I I really do. Well, I love you. Yes, I really do. Well, I love you. Yes, I really do. That was lovely, but I, I kept waiting for this big b- banjo oh, 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 no, breakdown. No, no. In no, no, the banjo breakdown is like the next song she did. She did oh, the song. I, it's I called. See. Here, I'll do this. It's called Ace of Spades. It's like. Okay, I, I see. I got you. I got you. Ah! <laughs> oh yeah, a little right. surfer guitars. Yeah, yeah. Too. So it, it, it was super fun, and I'm not knowing what, at all what to expect from Lisa. Both things were a surprise: the, the charm and warmth, and the, the beauty and simplicity of the lyrics of that song uh, really touched my heart. And then the, the insane energy that happened after that were just two things that really got me. I uh, I went up to her and I said to her, "So what? What happened?" You know what happened mm. in the relationship yeah and she turned uh, and looked behind uh, over her shoulder and the rock and bass player mm-hmm. in the band that that was yeah. the guy <laughs> so. and it's always the bass player <laughs> it's, also, it's always the bass player uh, also she is up for do you know what a polaris prize is sure so uh, she's on the short list 10 or 10 artists it's a it's a merit award uh for artistic merit in canada and that happens like five hours from when we're recording. So by the time we post this show, she may have won the Polaris Prize. But regardless, uh, she's one of 10 artists right. uh, up for winning a Polaris Prize. Wow, Her very name nice. is Lisa LeBlanc. The record, which came out in 2016, is called uh, Why You Want to Leave, Runaway Queen, with a question mark. Very nice. Uh, you know, speaking of... Uh banjo breakdowns and great storytelling and comedy we had steve martin in here for tiny desk on this past friday when you were in nashville he and his phenomenal band the steep canyon rangers came in and uh, it was such a delight he was funny Incredible playing from the, him and the whole band. We're going to post that tiny desk on the 25th, September 25th. Oh, fantastic. Uh, I don't have anything that's going to... Okay, so that, I got another song there. <laughs> ...that feels natural coming out of it. So I guess I'll just go to Bjork. Bjork. Um, she has a new single uh, that she just dropped this past week called The Gate. We've known for a while that she had new music that she was working on. She had posted a handwritten note on her Facebook page couple months ago i think it was saying that the new album is imminent you know her last record in 2015 uh volnacura it was a breakup record Uh, there's a lot of heartache in it it was documenting the end of her 13-year relationship with the artist matthew barney this new music shows that she has sort of emerged on the other side it's a this new song called the gate is very much a, a love song a song of healing 
And there's just so much passion and yearning and, and beauty and wonder in this music. And I think when you listen to it, the first thing you'll think is that um, all of this is vintage Bjork. This is when she's at her best. Uh, the song is called The Gate. Yeah. 
Her songs just always feel so alive to me, like like you're almost listening to the sound of the songs breathing in and out. You know, they're, they sort of heave and sigh, and then there's often a moment, like in this song, where it all just blooms and opens mm-hmm. up and becomes this majestic thing before settling back down. I love that opening line. Were you going to quote the lyrics at all? Because I, I, there was the, in the top of the song, my... Because the last record, like you said, was such a breakup record, and it starts by saying, my healed chest wound transformed into a gate where I receive love from, where I give love from, and I care for you. Yeah, a lot of the uh, the artwork for Volna Kierna had, her chest was literally split open. Like uh, and her, like her heart had been removed. And in this video, it's it's all about light for the entry. gate. For yeah, the gate. For the yeah. gate. The video for this record is the light is being received and yeah, yeah it's pretty beautiful. She said, uh, Bjork said in a in an interview with Dazed magazine, she says that this new record she calls it my tender album, tender album. Uh, and I'm quoting her here. She says, "You it's didn't say Tinder. You tinder, know. Tinder, T I N D E R, not Tinder. <laughs> no, no, tinder. not 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 T I N D. Oh, you weren't kidding. Yeah, like the app. Oh, like I thought, you, I thought it was like a Tinder record. No, and here she, she's, <laughs> she's Tinder, wow. like very Tinder. She says it's. She says the record is definitely about that search and about being in love. Spending time with a person you enjoy on every level is obviously a utopia. And what she means, you tinder. know, like Tinder. Yeah, you're like." <laughs> You're searching. It's a, that app is all about you're looking for someone. You're swiping left or right trying to find somebody. And she says this, this record is about looking for that thing that she has. To, she admits is a utopia that doesn't probably exist. You know, and part of the the secret to having a successful relationship is understanding that you will never find someone you are happy with all the time with everything all the time. That utopia doesn't exist. Lord knows that's why I've settled. 
<laughs> Whoa. She doesn't listen to the show. I was going to say she never listens to the show anyway, so whatever. <laughs> no, anyway, it's being widely reported that this record by Bjork is called, the new full-length We're record not is, called, is called Utopia, but I can't get anybody to confirm that for me, but... If you look online, you will probably see it referred to as Utopia. We do know that it's coming sometime in November. Uh, and that's the first song we, we've got from it, The Gate. You know, I think I should just keep on going here because there's a connection between this next artist and Bjork. When, when I was listening to The Gate, I kept thinking, wow, this sounds so much like something Burial would do, the dubstep producer Burial would do. Uh, and I looked into it and I found out, in fact, uh, Bjork's new record was co-produced by Arca, the producer and electronic artist Arca, who sounds an awful lot like Burial. They both Just sound too, like too many people. <laughs> Burial and Arca. Anyway, Arca produced this. But it turns out, just coincidentally, on the same day that uh, Bjork released this song, The Gate, Burial released a new song as well called Rodent. If you're not familiar with him, he just makes this super, super moody music that he always makes great use of space. There's always this sort of ambient moment where the song just feels to stop for a second and you're suspended in whatever sound he's created and it just hangs there for a minute before you fall back down into the mix. It's it's always breathtaking to me. I have no idea what this song is about. I never know what any of his songs are about, but it's called Rodent. I he, bet it's about a rat. Nah, he, there's never a clear narrative to his songs, you know? No. Uh, never a clear narrative. He, he really just writes about mood. He's, he's about capturing a mood or a feeling, mm-hmm. and that's what you get with this, with this new song uh, from Burial. It's called Rodent. Come on, love.
So you ask, what, what is she saying over and over? I said, she, it's obvious to me. She was saying, what would I do without you? Don't know what I'd do without you. you you'd think in that five and a half minutes, she, she'd figure it out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sorry. Four and a half minutes. But uh, she did, but, uh, she did but, sing that quite a few times yeah. in there, I guess. But, but the rodent part. The rodent, I don't know who rodent. Maybe rodents are like a nickname for someone she, oh, uh, yeah, that's a cute she loves. And oh, you little rodent. rodent. I, I yeah, like that. I like yeah. yeah. yeah I'm just gonna rolling. start calling you that. You know, Burial's music has uh, it just always has this great slow burn feel to it. And I, you know, can you can you imagine any of his music ever being played in bright on a bright cheery day? I mean, it's always raining. It's always night with with his music, which is a vibe that I'm always a sucker for. He's released a handful of songs so far this year on his way to putting out a full length record that we also don't know. What it's called or Utopia. when it's coming out. It's called, <laughs> no, it's called Utopia. Oh, that's right. Uh, Burial, he, uh, that dude always keeps a low profile. You know, he never gives interviews or talks much about his music or anything like that um, when he puts out uh, new songs. But anyway, that one's called Rodent from Burial. You know what? It feels like break time. It does feel like. I smell lunch. <laughs> Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo is proud to work with United Way to offer financial education and services to help people rebuild their lives. Here's United Way Atlanta's Diane McCants. Working with individuals who are really determined, really focused, that's the part that I really enjoy the most, being able to empower them to do the things they want to do. Wells Fargo is building better every day. Learn more at wellsfargo.com better. Support also comes from Lyft, reminding listeners that they could be relaxing in a Lyft ride right now with their eyes closed, listening to Beethoven or whale sounds or a babbling brook or something else relaxing. Lyft provides rides as relaxing as the buttery smooth voice of a public radio announcer because riding is just a more relaxing way to drive. Lyft, it matters how you get there. Download and ride today. What do you got now, Boylan? Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about uh, Nashville still. Uh, it's still on my mind. And, and one of the things that uh, happened in Nashville was uh, there are panels as part of this Americana Music Festival during the daytime. And, you know, for some, it's for sort of industry people. Like there was a panel on, on videos on the radio. Like what's the point of a radio station putting videos on their website? Or but one of the panels I went to was by Julie Hyde. She's a writer for us, and she's based in Nashville. And she did a panel about the personal being political, and she did it with a number of songwriters. And one of the songwriters she had on this panel was Patterson Hood mm-hmm. from Drive-By Truckers, who's written, a, you know, the last recent Drive-By Truckers records, an incredibly powerful uh, record about racism in America and the South. And he told this story that I'd never heard of, which is, you know, after Neil Young did Southern Man on, on After the Gold Rush and mm-hmm. stuff, uh, there's some people, inclu- including uh, uh, Ronnie... Leonard Skinner. Including Leonard Skinner, who reacted to that song, yeah. basically saying, hey, you know, we're not all awful people. You know, we're not all George Wallace. And hence this song, Sweet Home Alabama, yeah. uh, which was a reaction to that. And uh, and apparently Neil Young took an affinity to that song, Sweet Home Alabama, and uh, wanted to give one of his songs to Leonard Skinner. And the song he wanted to give to them was Powderfinger, which is the, uh, you may have heard it, well, you would have heard it yeah. first on Rust Never Sleeps, 
uh, on the electric side of wrestling never sleeps, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. It just seemed it's odd to me that he wanted to make this gesture because maybe I have it wrong, but I thought a, a Sweet Home Alabama was a, was them giving Neil Young the finger. Well, yes, but it also was a way of saying, "Hey, everybody in South's not, you know." Right. right? Yeah. At least the way Patterson tells the story, and I've read other things since uh, that he was going to give Powderfinger to Leonard Skinner, and then very shortly after. Uh, the plane crash happened in which Ronnie Van right. Zandt uh, was killed. And I'm thinking about all of this in Powderfinger, not just because of the, pa- the story Patterson Hood told, but also because of that beautiful acoustic version, which was never released, of Powderfinger was to come out uh, around 1976 on an album called Chrome Dreams. It never came out. And it just finally came out. We did a first listen. Right. On the on the Neil, this new Yale, Neil Young record just a couple weeks ago. Right, an acoustic record called um, Hitchhiker, which I actually hadn't gotten to listen to until I got on a plane to go to Nashville. And so all these things congealed with me. And it's just such a beautiful song. It's a song basically about a boat coming down the river and this young, young man who's the only one there to defend his family picks up a rifle to defend his family and, and is killed. And He's the one you'd never figure to have picked up that gun, but there, there he was, and he loses his life. And anyway, it's beautiful, I don't see any reason to tune. listen to the song now. No, I could sing it. No, here. <laughs> I love this song so much. Let's hit, listen to uh, "Powderfinger" by Neil Young. Look out, Mama! There's a white. Sky. 
Just think of me as one you never figured You fade away so young With so much left undone Remember me to my love I know I'll miss her so much man this makes me want to just take off the rest of the day and just put on one record after the other <laughs> by him okay <laughs> you've got to top it I don't I can't really top that right. I think there are some better Neil Young songs in that one but uh, did you have anything else you were going to say about this uh, release or I, just... I just got so lost in listening to the words and the sadness of someone dying young and all that so uh, Neil Young's record if you haven't heard is called Hitchhiker it's a album of acoustic songs uh, that never did come out now. versions of versions acoustic, acoustic versions songs. yeah right it's pretty brilliant still holds up he could have you know having seen so much of that singer songwriter sorts of music all weekend he still would have uh, come up on top l- lyrically storytelling wise from everyone I saw this yeah I think he's, well that's a pretty high bar yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have I think my favorite Neil Young record has got to be uh Everybody knows this is nowhere. Cinnamon Girl, Down by the River, Cowgirl in the yeah. Sand. If our audience has no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> we probably ought to move on. All right. Well, listen, uh, I, I've got one more song I want to play. And I, I have to, full disclosure. Someone paid you to do this? <laughs> no. no it's an R&B song. Support I, for the song as and much. I, I admit I'm not a huge R&B fan. I, I think part of the reason I'm, I'm not is because there's always so much melisma in R, R&B and that I just recoil every time I hear that, which is, you know, when you take a single note and, or vowel and Milk you it stretch it yeah, up, up and down. the You know, but every now and then something comes along that just lands perfectly for me. And there's an R&B artist named Kalella. Uh, who manages to do this more often than a lot of other artists. I've been spending time with her record uh, that she has coming out called Take Me Apart. She's a second-generation Ethiopian-American. She's born here in D.C., grew up in Maryland. She's now based out of Los Angeles. And this debut record, Take Me Apart, is coming out later this fall. It definitely, If you listen to the whole record, it definitely has a lot of those traditional R&B moments, particularly in, in some of the layered harmonies, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, and mm-hmm. the beats. But there's there's some really captivating moments in her music, particularly in this opening track to the record called Frontline. I actually think when I listen to the song Frontline, I hear a lot of sonic overlap between with the song and Burial and the Bjork. Uh, it's sort of like a Venn diagram where these three songs hmm. meet. Uh, I think you'll hear that in this one. Kalela, Frontline.
For you. 
sometimes it's the, the littlest moments in a song that'll get it over the line for me. And that it's at the end of this song, that little cinematic moment where she gets in her car and drives off is is one the one that sealed it for me with this song. Although I, there's so much else that I love about it too. But you know, I, I was thinking as I was listening to this that one of the things that people either love or hate about R&B music is the purity of the voices. Right. I mean, if you're someone who likes your voices and, you know, your singers to be a little ragged around the edges or something like that, you know, a little rougher or quirkier or, or something like that, you're probably not going to fall for a song like this because she has, Kalela has such a perfect, completely unflawed voice. I mean, it is a perfect voice and it's very smooth. But I like what she does with it in this song. There's some inter- interesting intonation and punctuation in the rhythm of her voice that worked really nicely for me. I was thinking about your what you're saying about R&B, and I saw on Saturday night, back to Nashville again, because I'm still leaving it, even though I'm here, the most incredible R&B show I've ever seen. And it wow. was by uh, the legend Don Bryant. Now, Don Bryant was a songwriter and a musician for High Records, uh, Al Green, if you think mm-hmm. Al Green, or, or you know, this, the I Can't Stand the Rain, Ann Peoples. Uh, he was married to Ann Peoples and wrote that song. I'm going to maybe be wrong by a few years, but he's roughly in his upper 70s, we'll say. And he came out and just rocked the house. Yeah, it was that's just awesome. The purity of, of how he sang and, the, and looking at you in the eyeballs, everybody, he was telling them about the meaning of love and the meaning of heartbreak and the meaning of believing. And oh, man. That's so much of what R&B music is. It's yeah, really love and relationships. And this song from Clella, in fact, is a... It's a breakup song. Frontline, her record, Take Me Apart. I love that title, Take Me Apart. It is out October 6th on Warp. Speaking well, of rock stars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here she is. Our, our own rock star who no one knows. We have never had you on our show. Your voice is unheard. I'm, I'm here with Lindsay McKenna, and she is our social media. She is our voice, <laughs> but you've never heard. Nobody would even know anything That's about right. anything if uh, it weren't I'm for I'm going to take out our mic out. <laughs> no. Hi. Hi. I'm the voice behind the voice. That's sort of intimidating yeah, I like to have that. my voice heard. Well, I was going to play this song by Brand New, and then I realized I saw somewhere in some chat room where we're talking about uh, maybe a tiny desk with them and all that stuff. And I just like the enthusiasm, I think, that that you uh, alluded to made me think maybe Lindsay ought to bring this song to the table. Well, I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to bring Brand New to the table. Um, I've been a longtime fan. Deja on 2 was released in 2003. And I think what what's remarkable here is that this is a single that was sort of on rotation in alternative radio. It was on MTV. Um, I think that that got brand new lumped into this category of pop punk that a lot of people might have discarded them. Um, they were popular in that era. They have these self-referential lyrics. But I think that there's always been a deeper gravity in their lyrics than people give them credit for. And that really came to the forefront when they released The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me, a great record, totally worth checking out for anyone that's not What's familiar. It What's it called again? The Devil? The Devil and God Are Raging Inside the Me. The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me. Wow. And that was out in 2006. And over the years, you know, they've just really developed this mythology. Uh, they've printed t-shirts that say brand new 2000 to 2018. So... Who knows what's at stake and what's going to happen next, but this track, Can't Get It Out, off of science fiction, it's really emblematic of the record to me, that it's really dense, but it's also really listenable. They've always tackled theology and mental health in their lyrics, and I think that that's on display here. 
and the first song that's just before this is the second cut. We're going to play the second cut, but the yeah. first cut is a six minute. It's with kind of a woman's voice about talking about being in a dream. Here, let me just play it because my imitation is not very good. <laughs> <laughs> this tape recounts a dream which occurred close to the termination of approximately 400 hours of intensive individual therapy. That is so creepy. It really is, but but it doesn't it doesn't I mean it this record really rocks. This record is so I mean just put it on your car. Yeah. Um, this you're, record you're gonna, really rocks. You're, you're, yeah, well I thought I thought of that for you because you're going to you're going to you know, I play a lot of stuff that has power to it. You would say that after this song if it wasn't going to be the song we're going out Okay, on. fine. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> I, I don't trust once. you. I trust Lindsay, though. She <laughs> okay. says it rocks. It All rocks. Right. So what's, what's the name of the song we're going to play? The song is called Can't Get It Out. All right. We're not coming back because we're, you know, we're done. This is it. This, is, it. this, is, how, this. this is how it ends. We, we can get this out. We're going to get this song out, and then you won't hear from us okay. again. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Miss Hilton. Bye, Bob. For NPR Music, it's all songs considered. You ready? Let's do it.
rocked so hard. You're right. I have to totally. You, you know, it. you know the bitmoji that's the the no. shoulders are up and it says, yeah. "Am See, I right?" Yeah. No, you're right. Am I right? No, that rocked. That yeah. was good. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Thanks for listening to and supporting NPR podcasts. To view the entire NPR podcast catalog, visit npr.org slash podcasts. That's npr.org slash podcasts.